Our podcast is totally funded by you, the audience. If you'd like to help us with the podcast, just go to our Patreon page and subscribe. Patreon.com forward slash pretender to contender. You get all the episodes in video format, HD video format, and you'll also get a lot more stuff when you subscribe. Go check it out. Patreon.com forward slash pretender to contender. Quiet, please. Please be quiet. Quiet, please. I think in order to be happy, you know, you got to lie to yourself a little bit. Like, I tell myself I look like sexy George Costanza. (laughs) But I know I really look like prison Larry David. Yeah, yeah, you do look like you do look like prison Larry David. I agree with you. <laughs> nice. For once I say something relatable. What do you think of that intro? Hmm? Uh, I like it. I don't quite like hearing my my own material at the end of it, but oh, nobody does. Yeah. I hate hearing quiet, please, quiet, please. Think I like hearing that? <laughs> think I sit there going, ah, I'm so funny. I'm hilarious when I do that joke from 30 years ago. Oh, <laughs> no, terrible. Yeah. Um, how you doing, Joe? I'm doing good. So uh, welcome. Welcome to uh, another pretender to contender. Boy, has it been a fucking crazy day. Andrew, I don't know how your day has been. How's it going uh, for you so far today? You know, I didn't sleep too well, so because I took my Wellbutrin at two thirty p.m. yesterday, so I was like up in the middle of the night, anxious, and uh, yeah, I didn't sleep very well. So today was kind of a blur. Well, you sound like you're in my world now, where it's like if you don't take things at the right times. <laughs> You're all matted up now. I got to yeah. take this at this time. When do you usually take Wellbutrin? Isn't that before you go to bed? No, as soon as that's the antidepressant thing. As soon as I wake up. Oh, okay. So that's the antidepressant thing. And then, what is there? Another, is there another thing? No, that's it. And part of me, as I'm looking at my computer, trying to, to load things up here. So you only take Wellbutrin. That's your only med? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nothing else. A little Valtrex here and there. <laughs> <laughs> you just take those here and there? That, that, yeah, that's for my anxiety. Yeah, those work well for anxiety. I've heard that. <laughs> yeah. Those uh, really keep the anxiety away. You know what's got me a little depressed? That sumo is over, man. The sumo tournament finished yesterday. There was a sumo tournament? There's six sumo tournaments a year, and I watch them all, and me and Frankie... We watch them together. That's become kind of our our thing that we enjoy watching together. What channel is Sumo on? That's hilarious that you and your fiance watch Sumo wrestling. <laughs> she likes it. Yeah, this girl's amazing. She loves their tits. You know, she Sumo likes Sumo wrestling. I mean, is that exciting? Yeah, it really is. Especially when it's like you get to know the people, and you know, there's a lot of stakes on the line. Like once you 
you understand the sport because if you don't do well, you get demoted and then your pay goes down a lot. And like they're, they, they're, they're well, their money is on the line every, and their pride is on the line every fucking tournament. Really? Yeah. You know what sumo wrestling sounds like to me? And I, we were, I was just having this conversation with somebody recently you don't see it that much anymore, which is like high lie, right? You, you know what high lie is? Yeah, the Indonesian sport. Well, it, that, why it reminds me of sumo wrestling and people that are watching or listening are probably going, what the fuck's he talking about? It seems like one of those fake sports that you can gamble on because that's what high lie is. And then you find out that these guys all live in the area and they throw matches when more people are betting one way or the other. Is sumo something that people bet while they're watching? There, there was a big scandal that a lot of matches were being fixed uh, by the yakuza in Japan. Uh, so yeah, there is a like mafia interference in sumo wrestling, but I think they cleaned up a lot of it. They had a big old purge of wrestlers who were accused of match fixing. They cracked down on it, but yeah, there is gambling for sure like in-house gambling where you can let you place the bets right there i don't think so i don't i mean i know i know they do that in muay thai kickboxing but i don't think you place bets i don't know i've never been live so i really don't know but i don't think so if i had to guess huh but you know what's funny is at the end of each match the winning wrestler gets a fat stack of envelopes filled with cash you know really yeah <laughs> I'm the worst half listener in the history of podcasts, <laughs> by the way. It's uh, I'm going to have to put my cl- my glasses on because we are live, everybody, this week. And we try to we try to read some of the comments as it goes, but not so much that it's going to annoy the people that listen to it when it's not live because it does go up as a podcast after this. Mm-hmm. So it looks like Ron Poliquin and Huck Korinsky have been uh, chiming in here. Ron, Andrew is a prison gal is prison Gallagher, he said. That's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want to play Gallagher in uh the biopic. <laughs> oh, this is actually also funny. I'll, I'll, I'll write Ron Polican just came on the screen. Can you see his comment when I put it up there? I'm pulling it up now, yeah. Now put it on the screen. Can you see what he said? He said, Andrew can't like anything normal. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> I notice if I'm like telling a story that's on the normal side of things, I'm like boring the fuck out of you. Like I have to go alternative Joe <laughs> and like say something weird and uh, a little bit off. Let's yeah. see what else he says here. Uh, I remember highlight from the opening of Miami Vice. It's true. It's a, is it, was it like a Florida sport highlight? I don't know. I feel like it was all I lived in Florida for like six months in my life. And I feel like you would see these banners. It was always like strip clubs are huge in Florida (laughs) and they call them titty bars down there. I don't know if they still do that. (laughs) I remember saying that out loud to my wife and she was like, don't ever say that. (laughs) I'm like, what? That's what they're called. They're called titty bars. Don't say titty bars. I'm like, that's what that's what Francesco calls uh, the sumo tournament. (laughs) (laughs) so uh so everybody feel free to comment in this is going to be a very uh comment central podcast also the voicemail is 951-298-9899 and but that phone's basically closed for people that called earlier in the day i posted it all over social media a bunch of times 
call we in for next week. Emails. What? Call in for next week, though. Yeah, call in for next week. We always love questions. The, the voicemail is open 24 hours a day, every day of the week, 951-298-9899. And I thought this week, instead of ending with the calls, I was thinking we could, uh, we could either bookend them or we could uh, just do them right at the top. Yeah. And everybody, we should talk a little bit about the subject. And this is it's so funny. I don't know if you get like this, Andrew. Because um, I knew we were going to talk about the Will Smith, Chris Rock incident last night on the Oscars. So I was like just reading everything that was out there today. By the time, And then about an hour ago, well, actually two hours ago, somebody contacted my, my manager slash agent. This guy, Adam, who represents me now and uh, about going on Westchester. I guess Westchester has its own um, news channel. Mm -hmm. Westchester 12. 12 yeah. So uh, they contacted him. I guess they got his contact off my website. They wanted a, me probably because I'm a comedian and I live in Westchester. It's probably the only guy. <laughs> but they wanted a comedian to talk all about the situation with Will Smith. And Chris Bach last night. And if, you know, a lot of comedians were posting that, you know, they're afraid that we're going to get attacked on stage now because there was no repercussions done against Will Smith last night. And I did so much research on this today. By the time I got interviewed for the news story, I was sick of it. I was like, I don't even care about this. And now it's the topic for our podcast. And I, I don't know how you feel about this topic, but I feel like you got to talk about it at like eight o'clock in the morning by I 8 30 at night. You're like, who gives a fuck? Yeah, for sure. Unless that... there's a new angle on it. Like the only angle I have on it that is interesting to me because I researched it all day and I've yet to find Will Smith apologizing to Chris Rock. Mm, right. He didn't He's... do it on any of his social media. He never went on the news anywhere. And no matter how you play it or twist it, he did not apologize last night during his Oscar speech. And hopefully who was he apologizing to the, the Academy? He apologized to the other actors, which makes no sense. What, what do they give a shit? If yeah. you make yourself look like an asshole, like they don't care. And what I'm taking away from your moment, you lost anyway. So what's, what's the moment? I might've even told this story on a podcast on this podcast before, but I do have experience getting slapped while hosting something. Yeah, you you left that on my uh, on my Instagram feed, so I wanted to hear what that is. W what happened? Where did that happen? This was early, like a year into comedy, maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, I was hosting this open mic up in New Paltz at a pizza place, and the owner of the place, you know, a couple of older women come in, maybe forties, fifties. To eat their dinner, and I just started hosting the mic, and he hands me a little slip of paper that says "Keep it clean" because I guess he didn't want to scare off these ladies or offend them. Mm -hmm. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to roll with the punches, a new comedian. I just read the thing that he says to me. I'm like, "Keep it clean," and then he just fucking slaps the shit out of me for that. What? Yeah, for that. Yeah, and I didn't even. Get and what did you do? Like in the face? Yeah. But in the face loud Hard. slap like like will smith like did pretty what much what did you do 
Like you're a, you're a martial artist. I didn't defend it because it almost felt like my cousin had slapped me. I don't know. I think the guy was a Jewish guy. I don't know because he didn't do it. It didn't seem like he, he did he was it. Being... I don't know. I didn't think he was being funny. I just think he like, I don't know. It, it felt weirdly familial, though, somehow. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> by your, your dad or your uncle. Yeah, my dad. I guess it maybe it felt more like my dad. My dad would slap me like that sometimes. Um, I was gonna say, did you ever get? Did you ever? On a side note, did you ever get disciplined by someone else that wasn't your dad? That's a weird one. I had it happen. Did you ever have that happen? Well, the principal in fourth grade twisted my arm behind my back. That's when I punched her in the stomach. <laughs> it was a her. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was annoying the shit out of her. Like they had me waiting in the principal's office, right? The main office mm -hmm. at the school. And right. I was tapping my shoes. They took away my shoes. I was tapping the pen with the little fucking chain attached to the pen. They, they like moved me. And then eventually I was annoying the principal so much from her office that she came out and like restrained me. And I punched her in the stomach. Oh my God. And she threw me outside. I had to wait outside till the end of school. And I was like climbing the flagpole like King Kong. <laughs> uh, I don't need these for a little while until we uh, play some of the voicemails. I just realized people are so all over you on podcasting. They'll go, they'll write in the comics. Why do you have headphones on? when you don't need the headphones on when it was just me on the podcast i'm like because i'm playing voicemails and that's how i hear them yeah uh but i can't actually hear you without putting my headphones on and and while you were talking that jerry rowan wrote in i put it on the screen that chris rock has apologized or has been apologized to which this must have just came in jerry because i've been reading social media and the news for the last 10 hours and there was nothing about him apologizing unless you're getting it mixed up with the same thing that other people are that he actually apologized during his his speech which he did not and i would play his actual speech right now i have the ability to do that on Streamyard where we do the podcast but i still don't understand the rules of when you're allowed to put something up that's from television and when you're not like i see these podcasters do it i'm like how are they doing that when i do it i lose my youtube feed hmm. so i i don't know uh but uh i'm curious people that are out there listening chime in on on the uh in the comments here on youtube if uh where you saw this apology and what what was it Give us the uh, give us you you have newer news than we do, and we can't Google while we're doing the podcast. We don't have a third and fourth guy on our team here. Yeah, Will Smith released an official statement personally apologizing to Rock. Oh, so he he just uh, announced a statement. Like, can't, can't, aren't we at a time now where you could get Chris Rock's fucking phone number <laughs> and call him up? Yeah. What is this? My my people got a hold of his people. No, no, no. You sh like. That's what was weird when he I, I couldn't believe that he didn't apologize during the speech. Yeah. To Chris Rock it was so Did, weird to me. There are a lot of people who are very convinced that it was fake. And I'm I'm not one of them, but I'm not either. A lot of people, you know what that reminds me of when people do that? Hmm. I don't know. They always say Italians and Jewish people are similar. So I'm curious if your your Jewish mom did this because this is my Italian mom move whatever you tell her something she goes no they didn't 
<laughs> and it's totally 100 percent true no you didn't you did not i'm like i did my i got a ticket no you didn't sometimes it's positive stuff i remember when i had a development deal this was so weird and it's gonna sound like i'm bragging i'm not spent all that money it's gone had a development deal early on in my career with nbc and my mom told me, I went over to my grandma. I, I was moving to L.A. for that development deal, right? Because I wanted to live in L.A. I had an agent there now. And the writer was going to write the pilot, lived in L.A. I was like, well, I should live near him and we should write it together. I want to be there. So I'm moving to L.A. And my mom actually says, uh, uh, I, I go, mom, I was at grandma's yesterday, you know, and uh, she was really sad, really sad. And I go, didn't you tell her I made like one hundred and thirty five thousand dollars to do this? And she goes, I didn't want to sound like I, I was bragging. I go, it's my grandmother. It's not bragging when it's within your own family. What the fuck? Right. Yeah. Oh my God. I was like, why, why would you not tell her that? And then I remember, and then I said to my mom, I go, did you tell her it was 135,000? She goes, no, it's not. <laughs> it is not. I go, that's how much it is. I mean, there's going to be a lot of taxes taken out. I'll right. probably make 70 grand by the time we're done, but it's a 135,000 gross. She's like, no, it isn't. She just kept doing that. And I could totally Thank God she didn't do that with this. But I love that my mom knows a lot about comedy. And she uh, she texted me as soon as it went down. My parents are very... I don't know how your mom and dad are, but... No. My parents watch every movie, every TV show. <laughs> they love the Oscars. Like, they know everything that's going on. And they're so in the know of whatever shows there are. And they love, this, love that shit. That's half the reason probably why I wanted to make it as a performer because they'd be so fucking right. ecstatic if they got to go to the oscars or something that makes know? sense oh by the way i just wanted to say that's what your mom was doing is what the millennials call or the gen zers call gaslighting when when they try to convince you that your reality your experiences is wrong yeah is not real really yeah it's like a manipulation tactic it's also a very um right wing thing too right and my parents so. are very uh right winged i mean they love donald trump and they think he's <laughs> the greatest guy ever and they uh they love to be like uh-uh uh-uh you know so yeah that explains it nick yeah. lowe is making fun of your um green screen <laughs> nick lowe the when, fucking uh, rock star you should go is that a green no it isn't it is not it's not a green screen. This Nick is my Lowe, background. Nick Lowe, you're out of your mind if you think this is a green screen. <laughs> so so we do have a bunch of calls all on that topic. Uh, you had a couple of calls last week because the topic was about sex stories. So I don't even know if there's a few left in there from the sex stories from last week. And I don't want to accidentally play the same thing twice. I know there's one. Uh, I think we just played the first two, so like we, the... so we played them in order. I think so. So let's pl let's play this one, and we'll hear if it's if it's about it's not about this Chris Rock thing. What was the question you had asked people to uh, rare rare sexual experiences? Tell us a, like I, like kissing a woman with short hair for the first time. Okay, so here here's somebody leaving a message. I'm not sure who this one is. Hopefully, it's on that. 
Yeah. Hi, it's Arch Tone from Seattle area. Um, just wanted to throw out my story of a crazy sexual experience. When me and my girlfriend were first getting started in the swinger world, we decided we were going to do full swap. We had never done that with a couple before, and we thought it would be a great idea. We ended up going to a meet and greet and meeting. All right, what's a full swap? You're I think that master at this stuff. I think full swap is when they you, some guy fucks your your girlfriend and you fuck their girlfriend. Isn't that just what all swingers are? I mean, isn't that what swinging is? No, nah, because there's like soft swap, soft swap, a soft swap where What's I think that? maybe <laughs> maybe not hard. Yeah, soft swap. Your wife with a soft dick. <laughs> yeah. it it's not swinging. It's just jazz. It's uh, like hanging. That's why it's called <laughs> swinging. You just drop the flaccid dick in <laughs> what uh, spot. what other ones are there i think that's it or maybe just like you have sex in the room with the people but you're not doing anything with each other and then maybe soft swap is like oh you she'll give you a hand job or something how about if it's just watching you have sex with your like girlfriend or wife what is that called i think that's like voyeurism i don't know that's totally different. watching it's just called being a creep bang watch yeah all right. Continue. Another couple there and taking them back to my house and asked them ahead of time, is there anything we need to know about you guys before we start playing? And they assured us there was nothing that we needed to know. Everything was good to go. We decided to ask them again, is there anything, like, because we come from BDSM background and negotiations for everything. Is there anything we need to know before we start playing? Again, nothing that we need to know. So we started playing. My girlfriend was playing with the man. I was playing with the wife. And I make her come. And then I smell something terrible. And it turns out she shed the bed. And the husband looks over at the wife, looks at me, and he says, did she shit the bed again? <laughs> and me and my girlfriend look at each other, and we can't believe it. We've asked you now two times if there's anything we need to know about playing this game. And you assured us both times there is nothing we need to know. And you're asking, did she shit the bed again? So that probably could have been laid out a little bit better. I made them end up doing my laundry, cleaning it, paying the dry cleaning bill, and I ended up getting the comforter back. But Crazy, crazy story. Hope Jesus. that helps. Anyway, uh, much love to you, Andrew. Love the show. Would love to be on one day talking about fetish and kink. You know that. So anyway, there's my story. Later. Fetish and kink. Fetish and kink. Yeah, that was, was a great story. Managed by a guy who was into fetish and kink for like two for like a month, and it was like obvious that he was doing my social media for me because it was like so weird and kinked out. <laughs> I was like, dude, you're supposed to be me. Like, what the fuck are you doing with all my social media? Stop it. <laughs> He's like, ah, I didn't know. He was like out there. You would have probably loved the guy. <laughs> That's hilarious. Thing in his house, it was bizarre. That was a um, great story, so, though. What threw me on your this guy's story was like, I don't know, like w when you're doing these swinging situations, it sounds like they were at one of their houses because he said I had to clean my linens. And I'm like, I would never do something like that and have strange strangers just in strangers that are coming over to, to your house for a party is bad enough. Strangers that are coming over to have sex with you like. Would you do that at your own house? 
I'd meet at a hotel, man. Yeah, that'd be ideal. But I guess it depends on the strangers. If they looked like super clean and like put together, that'd be more likely. But they shit. They she shit when he was having sex with her. And what did she have? Like colitis or (laughs) (laughs) what was her thing? Like what? What caused her to shit? It's funny. Is there like a checklist you got to go through when you do these swinging things? Like, okay, I like this. I don't like this. Is there a checklist? Well, what he said was like he comes from a BDSM background, and that's true. Is like what that mean? It means like in BDSM, there it's a lot of nerds. It's a lot of people who like comic books and science and, and went to like liberal arts colleges. A lot of people who are into that because there's like you know you're tying knots you're kind of asking for consent at every little step, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of interesting world there. I got you. It's weird. Cause like, if I think of any of my kinkier things in my life and they're not majorly kinky and I've talked about them now that you and your fiance come on the podcast a lot. Uh, I talked about the two on one, two girls that I hooked up with once a really long time ago. And then it happened again with two different ones from an acting class and uh there were all these rules when i got there they called me in the middle of the night like laughing <laughs> andre's Carrero, poop gasm <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious poop gasm that's got to make the screen poop <laughs> great uh so these two girls from an acting class um called me in the middle of the night just giggling and I used to do a whole bit about this in my act that was comp- very exaggerated, the stand-up joke version of it. But the truth of the matter was they're giggling and they go, what, were you, what are you doing right now? And I like I had to pretend I was wide awake because two girls giggling at 3.30 a.m. You're pretty sure this is going to end good, right? So I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm up. <laughs> Just pretend that I was up through i don't even i think i brushed my teeth that was about it and like went over there in sweatpants like i fucking flew over there because i didn't want the mood to change and i had to go from astoria queens all the way to like midtown somewhere i remember i was like fuck i better not hit traffic you never know in new york you could hit the 59 street bridge at 3 a.m and it's bumper to bumper true motherfucker so i get there and they're in they're leave they're in the shower both of them this one was good because they were both very pretty. Uh, and one of them was in a relationship and she was the one that had all the rules that you can't do this. You can't have sex with me. You can have sex with her. You can't do this. You can't do that. And I was just like, all right, it was like fucking complicated. You know, it's like mm-hmm. my eight, my ADD kicked in. I was like, I'm not going <laughs> to remember what I'm not allowed to do. Just, when I start going, I'm going. And dude, I still I've done it twice and I'm not a fan of the two girls. I don't even like I don't know. I've never done it. I I, I want to I like try one it. girl that really wants to have sex. That's all I need. Yeah, that's good enough. Uh but this kind of dovetails surprisingly well into the back into the Will Smith thing. <laughs> Andres just said you have kids, watch it. That's true. They could be listening right now. I didn't even think about that. My son could be downstairs in his room, fucking multitasking, playing like some 
Mortal Kombat <laughs> or some sort of crazy video game. Like, he has dual monitors and he's got the fucking. They're in Call of Duty and his friends are like, "Why'd you just die? What the fuck, man? You fucked up the mission." He's like, "I just found out my dad did a threesome." <laughs> just found out my dad banged two girls. He probably knows. Um, I wouldn't care if he knew that. Yeah, it's not bad. But but what I was saying is, uh, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett, they are in some kind of open relationship, right? Yes, that'll be in the uh, video coming up. Uh, little tease, little tease. I put a video together because... because last week I had asked some of the listeners. Actually, I only let, I asked a couple of listeners, and one guy did it, Jerry Rowan, who wrote in earlier. I call him Superfan Jerry. He's like Jerry from Philly's a musician, and we were talking '80s montages off the air, and I said about last night as the most classic uh 80s montage ever with rob Lowe and demi moore and it's demi moore before breast implants she's kind of nerdy and cute she's just cute mm. and uh and it's a young rob Lowe. and there's uh there's a a montage in that movie where you know really cheesy where a, lo- a long span their relationship happens in like two minutes with mm-hmm. bob seeger singing this song called living inside my heart now and I asked uh, Jerry if he could record himself playing Living Inside My Heart. And he, he made a video and he sent it to me. And I was like, okay. And then we didn't have time last week to play it. And then coincidentally, I was like, this is going to play great with a montage about Will Smith and Chris Rock. So I put a lot of p- pictures and stuff together to his song. And we'll be playing that in a little while. But uh, I, I, I want <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking out of my mind. I, I was just, just going to say, though. Part of me thinks that Will Smith slapped Chris Rock as a statement that he is he really cares about his wife, you know, because I think as someone who's played with an open relationship, open open relationship, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people view it and sometimes rightly so as a. a sign that you're not really you don't really care about each other you don't love each other as much as monogamous couples do um you know and that's maybe he was trying to defend their relationship by protecting her so uh so what's the word um in a in such a showy fashion that is a really interesting take, Andrew, because like like I said, I've been doing a deep dive on this and I've read everybody's freaking take on this. That's one of the, the most interesting ones that I've heard all day. And it kind of makes sense when you think about it, because, you know, they're very Hollywood. We care about people. You know, he said that in his speech at the end as he's bawling his eyes out, you know, that he's about love. But yet <laughs> the viewers at home are going, oh, well, you just fucking punched a guy but he if you think about it like you did he could have fucking mm-hmm. i mean it's will smith i don't know how t- he's a big guy he's not mm-hmm. like he's five eight he's probably like six two minimum he played ali he, he played, played ali. muhammad ali right i mean that was chris rock's next joke i heard he <laughs> mentioned something like that he took a punch from a guy who played ali something but yeah and he just if you look at it, it was just like a fucking like a ping pong swing, you know. Mm-hmm. He could have fucking just knocked him unconscious, you know. And that's why now, because on the interview, I said how he did it in reverse when I was on this news channel. I said usually 
you curse at somebody, then you get up and you get in a fight <laughs> with them. But I go, this guy went up, hit him, sat down, and then started cursing at him. I'm like, whoa. It's funny because that was the same take I had on on uh, Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. When I said, wait a second, when he did his sexual thing, I go, you got the girls in your hotel room, then you pull your dick out and jerk off. Like, you got a chance <laughs> to have sex with them. Why are you doing that? I go, you jerk off when they say, get the fuck out of here. You don't have a shot. You're fat and ugly and you have red hair. And then they leave. That's when you jerk off while you order a pizza, you know, all mm-hmm. over yourself. That's the order. True. Know? But, um, yeah, that's uh, that's that's a great take. I like that. That because they swing, right? They, they fucking swing. yeah, they do swing, and everybody's giving them shit about oh, maybe you you swing, blah, 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 blah. but like this is what people don't realize because they don't know that swinging world. There's people that swing, and then there's like pros at it that stay married. It never fucks up. The, like I have a friend that I grew up with that used to swing all the time. They've been married for over twenty five years. They have kids never fucked up their marriage. Not only did it not fuck up their marriage, they probably have the best marriage out of all the people that I grew up with. Like they're fucking great. His wife's awesome. They just kind of knew how to pull it off and they are, they're very kind people. So that kind of makes sense. I would love some of these people don't probably agree with us. I would love for, if we have any married listeners to, um that swing or are in open relationships i would love to hear you can be anonymous i'd love to hear about your experiences and like what's made it work because uh i'm curious i would love to have him on yeah because you're a guy who's about to marry somebody that is in that i dude i used to be so insecure when i was around this guy and his wife when i was dating this other girl Mm. before my wife because she was someone that you could tell like if she had the opportunity she would do it Mm-hmm. and i was like i was too insecure i was like i don't want her to i was too jealous of a guy i don't want a woman with my with my girl that i'm in love with i don't want another guy fucking the girl that i'm in love with like i don't i'm not into that right yeah so uh when they used to be around i used to be like i don't want to get them alone he's gonna <laughs> banging my girlfriend i was like i don't want <laughs> i was so nervous i would have bad dreams about it i feel you on that i feel you it's scary yeah. So uh, let's go to another call. Closer to me, can't even read. My vision's terrible. So this one's on. Uh, this one will be on the uh, Will Smith thing. Hey, it's Jerry Rowan from Philadelphia. So I didn't watch the Oscars, but uh, I I saw the clip, obviously. And uh, a lot a lot of people are saying that they think the whole thing was staged, but but I don't know. I mean, I know they're actors, but uh, that awkward silence at the end there—that—that's that, hard to fake. That awkward silence. So, so I don't know, man. But assuming, assuming it was real, um, I, I can't help but think that if uh, Will Smith and Jada Pickett Smith would have taken it with some grace and style, the whole thing would have been forgotten already. It wouldn't be anything, and people would be talking about Will Smith winning the Oscar instead of a. Uh, you know, them not being able to take a joke, you know? Uh, so that's my thoughts on that. You know, um, I watched it and, uh, you know, it does seem like it was a slap and not a punch. It seemed like it was weak. It seemed like Will, it seemed like Chris Rock didn't react very much to it. So, so was it staged or was it just a slap and Will Smith I, was just trying to 
you know, not really hurt him. Um, or who, who knows, man? You can I, talk. I can tell you why I feel that it was real. Um, because I think as a person who's not a performer, who's not a comedian, it can be hard to tell when some a comedian is nervous because we're good at hiding it. But I can t- I could tell that Chris Rock was was having an adrenaline dump. He was not his normal self after the slap. And just by the way, he said tonight was the greatest Oscar. Like that was the greatest night of the Oscars. He didn't say that was the greatest moment, which is what he meant to say. But he was a little beside himself, so he didn't get the right words out. Yeah, you're correct. And and the other thing that makes you know it was real is that he you could tell, especially if you're a Chris Rock fan, he had a joke that he was ready to say and he stopped. Like he had something that was gonna fucking and, and I know that <laughs> adrenaline because I'm a guy, I mean, we could have a fucking podcast every week about comedians that have anger problems and, and I and I could tell you some of the guys and, and I'm one of the guys that would fall into that category and have like a round table about it. But that moment when someone fucking does something to you or or one ups you from the crowd and you just see this like something just clicks in my head and I just like I'm either going to be nice or I'm going to be I'm going to say the meanest thing that's ever been said to this guy where he has no choice but to either kick my ass or just start crying <laughs> if and I used to have, it was always women with me women were the ones that would try to like cuz they knew they couldn't like I wasn't going to punch a woman so they would like say like fucking mean heckle and then i would just go to the meanest possible thing (laughs) i would look at them and in a second if i knew they had a weight problem i could just oh man i could just remember some of the times i I, I, it's even not not on stage before i remember oh god this is a classic one this friend of mine i won't say his name because then the girl know it's her he's a pretty known comedian now he was dating this girl and she used to work for my manager in L.A. And I was writing a one-man show, and she was helping me because she was like kind of involved in my creative process. We were meeting. So she knew all this information about me that, like, I just – she knew everything about me because we were writing a one-person show that was going to get deep. And we're at some – Bob's Big Boy eating. I'll never forget this. And she says uh, – I said something, and she goes, huh. Must be tough being Joe Matarese, right? And the way she said it, I was like, fuck you. And I just looked at her, dude. And, and and she was someone that would get skinny and then get fat and then get skinny and get fat. And she was eating like a fucking cheeseburger and fries. <laughs> and I just looked at her and I go, why don't you take another bite of that sandwich? <laughs> huh? And she just was, she just started crying. I think she oh just left. God. She was pissed. She was, this is like, a, this is also where it relates to the Chris Rock. My friend who was dating her didn't stand up for her. And she was pissed at him for not standing up to me for saying that. He was just like, because I think he was a comedian. He was just going, <laughs> he was laughing because he knew she had issues and it, she wasn't worth fucking losing his friend over. You know, God, it wasn't yeah. like someone he was like really serious with. Fucking classic. That's but crazy. Uh, what were you gonna I, say? I didn't. Oh, should I, was I play say, the whole message or go to the next one? What do you think? Um, I don't know. I I feel like he got to his points. He got to it, right? Yeah. Um, but I was just gonna say, I, right before this, I was doing a VR comedy show, and it was actually really pretty fun. 
um, but a little kid was in the room and he like ran on stage and uh, started pressing buttons and shit. And we all voted to have him removed. It was kind of interesting comedy moment. <laughs> I'm laughing because Andres Carew is two for two in his comments. He writes, anyone who thinks fake <laughs> must have been homeschooled. I love it. Andres is good at comments. He does not like to talk on mic, but he will write some fucking hilarious shit. All right, let's go to the. I want to blow through these callers fast. We got a, a lot of. I got a lot of uh, notes on this episode that I want to talk about. All right, cool. let's see what we got here. Hey, Joe, it's Cherry Hill Chuck here, calling from the Hill. Um, my comment about last night with Will Smith, um, I thought it was totally ridiculous to act that way. The fact that when you saw him on camera, and he actually laughed at the joke until his wife gave him the eye. And that's when he decided to go up on stage and smack Chris Rock. I mean, come on, man. I just thought it was totally ridiculous. It's just. Let me stop him for a second. I brought this up to my wife, and my wife got angry at me earlier. She's like, maybe she was just didn't think it was funny and it was mean. She wasn't giving him a look like, go kick that guy's ass. She goes, why are people blaming Jada Pinkett? She didn't do anything. She just made a face when someone said a mean joke about her. And I was like, all right, you got a point. <laughs> but I'll, I go, my wife is the king of like, like acting like I'm the guy that said that. I'm like, fucking everybody on the internet is saying that right now. That Jada Pinkett is the reason that she's the troublemaker. And that, and I said, if you watch her during his speech when he's crying, she's looking at him like, I'm so glad you hit Chris Rock. She has that look <laughs> in her face, right? Kind of. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't remember her face when she's given that, when he was given the speech, but I do remember like seeing her laugh for a second, you know, even at, at the joke at her expense. Well, that's what someone else said. Why isn't there? I want to see another camera angle. Like there are with like sports, how they like <laughs> yeah. they always have the right angle when they do the super slow mo to overturn a call. Where's the camera angle of after he left and she and him exchange looks? There's no camera on them for that brief moment. Next thing you know, he's just on stage walking mm -hmm. towards them. Everyone wants to see that angle. It has to exist. Yeah. And also that's that's why you don't do comedy with the light house lights on. That's why they should have pressed. That's why Chris Rock should have pressed charges because then the those other angles will come into play. <laughs> That'll be in court. We'll we'll get the other angle. Yeah. Someone will they'll pay the guy to get the other angle. <laughs> right, I'm gonna play the rest of this one. It's a joke. I mean, and like I think a lot of comedians say online already that now this opens up the floodgates for you know other comedians now when they're in uh, comedy shows and this and that for people to just walk up if they get heckled by the comedian or whatever and just smack the shit out of a comedian. I mean, I just think it's a bad look, uh, just totally unprofessional. You know, it's all jokes. You know, you laugh at other people, laugh at other people that were getting cracked on and all that night. And then it comes to you. It just shows a lot about his character. I mean, I'm a Philly guy. I grew up in Philly, but um, I'm ashamed to say he's a Philly guy right now. I really am. It's just ridiculous. Thanks, buddy. And uh, talk to you soon. Thank you, it's, Chuck. It's interesting. Like, as I've been reading people say that today, I've been kind of dismissing the fact that, you know, them seeing Will Smith do this will give people the idea to assault comedians. And I think on some level, yeah, they're not no one's gonna do that. But on another level, I mean when they when they put a suicide in the newspaper, don't suicides go up? 
Yeah. So maybe subconsciously, the crazies who don't think about this rationally will maybe be more likely to assault a comedian. Well, I mean, this came up in my interview on the on the Westchester News. Also, I said, sorry to say, um, audience members have been coming up at comedians and forever this they're, they're acting like it's the first fucking thing i'm like that's why comedians want to get to theaters and uh and <laughs> and arenas right. one is sure you make a lot more money sure you get your own fan base so you don't have to convince anybody that you're funny they already like you and like what you do but mm -hmm. another factor is they're not completely shit-faced and they don't act like assholes do at a comedy club and like I said this to the guy. I wonder if it'll make the interview because he has the ability to edit for the broadcast. But I said, there's only one club that I know of, and it's the Comedy Cellar that has a two-drink maximum. Mm -hmm. All other clubs will let people drink. I've done comedy clubs that have open bar, and those are the ones almost every, I think every third show I do when they have an open bar, I have an almost altercation. Right. And like people aren't bringing, they're bringing that up a little, but People, I think those celebrities are fucking drunk at those at the at the I, I would be drunk if I was a celebrity. They're also they're probably on Xanax, too. You know, not just drunk. They're probably <laughs> on all sorts of psychotropic prescription drugs. But yeah, I think you, I th you mix alcohol in and then all of a sudden someone says something about your wife. I don't fucking kick his ass like that had to happen a little bit. They should make them. I bet there's going to be a rule like at baseball games. Now you can't buy beers after the seventh inning. No drinking at the Oscars anymore. It's going to be like sober. Everyone's going to have those little one hitters in the bathroom. Those little smoke weed. Yeah, yeah. Just smoke weed at the Oscars. No one's gonna. No one's gonna fight on weed as the the, the old joke that every comedian does. Yeah, but I, I, I. But to your to your comment about the theaters, I did hear like Tom Segura recently had like a very drunk fan that he tried to get removed from a show in Virginia and at a theater. Guy, at a theater. Yeah. And he couldn't get him out. And then the guy like <laughs> like held onto the chair and shit. And then he had to keep doing the show. And the guy pretended to be cool after that. But he was an asshole. Dude, I, I was at a club in Edmund, Edmonton, Canada. I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's a big chain of comedy clubs. The guy, they have Yuck, one in, yucks. No, it's not a Canadian chain. They have some. They have one in Arizona, in Scottsdale. Uh -huh. um, the guy, Rick Bronson's something. Rick Bronson's yeah. Laugh House or Rick Bronson's the name. I love these owners always put their names in the title. <laughs> Rick Bronson's Comedy Club. Oh, okay. We got you. Oh, got Rick you. Bronson's funny. He's a funny guy. He is kind of a comedian, I think. I think he does magic or something. He's a comic magic magician or something. But I was at this club in Edmonton. And I used to love the club because <laughs> you would sell so much merch after the shows because they would give everybody half price tickets to come back if they bought your merch. So you'd mm. fucking sell a shitload. You'd make more at the end of the week than you were getting from the comedy club. Amazing. Love that gig. But I was there. There were, and this is me back in my fucking nomads anger days, right? Two girls in the front. I think they were strippers. Just not paying attention at all. They're in the front row. They're hot. Hot girls are the I used to say hot girls are the worst for comedy because they need it all about them. They can't a comedian. 
talking about himself and they're like whoa this isn't i don't like this <laughs> why, why is this not about me right now i'm hot no <laughs> so they're just talking and not paying attention and i got in an altercation with them i'm sure i probably called him the c-word it probably came out mm-hmm. in an angry way and these girls took their full glasses of like highball drinks <laughs> And just wung them at me. And I pulled a matrix. I still remember. I went like this. The fucking <laughs> glasses flew by and shattered. And when Damn. all it was one of those clubs that has the square stage. So there's people on the left and the right of the stage. The shattered glass went all over the front row on the other side. Oh, right? shit. So those people were standing up like, what the fuck? Right. And the bouncer came over and grabbed the girls and escorted them out. And I stood up. I, this is me in my angry days. Man, I got on the mic. I go, no, no, no. And I was fucking like, 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 like Will Smith was last night when he was. <laughs> Don't talk about my fucking what. Get my alopecia out. serious. What did he say to him? Alopecia <laughs> serious. <laughs> I got on the mic and I go, "Don't fucking kick them out. Lock the doors. Keep them here." And I want to call the cops. They should. They should have charges pressed against them. What? Because the fucking glass missed me. Because I'm. I'm fucking agile. <laughs> that, that means they're not arrested. Which I don't know how it works, Ron Pollock. When you're a lawyer, if someone <laughs> throws a glass at you and misses, can you still press charges? So no. And they still let them leave. And I was like, is this because I'm in Canada? I was like, that they're just so nice. They just let them leave. And I'm like, fuck this. Like. And and that's how it's been forever in comedy, like especially clubs. People get shit faced. They fuck. I've had women giving me the finger. They love to do that one. Nothing like showing they have no class. Then when they you're like fuck you, I'm like oh, they fucking give you the finger or the guy stands up and he wants to fight you and like I don't even fucking I will I'll never swing, but I'll fucking I'll say shit until I want them to swing because I know. Then the bouncer will grab them if they swing at you. It's like, and also what people forget, and I love that they forget this, but I usually remind them back in my angry days, come up here. Look what's next to me. Like I have a fucking steel pole. Do you really want to come up here? And do you really think I won't fucking impale you with this? Like I would get that angry that I would say that to them. Oh, and hilarious. then they got to make a decision. Do you, are you that mad at the joke mm-hmm. I said? that you're willing to die because i will fucking hit you with this motherfucker (laughs) i think there's a video out there of like some comedian getting attacked and he starts using the the mic stand but then maybe the other guy gets it and then he's swinging it at him well there's a famous one i forgot to mention it on the news with the comedian with the guitar that's the most famous one. It was like the first viral video of all time. If you try to find it on YouTube, it's so blurry because it's been redubbed like 17,000 times. Guys with a guitar, guy from the audience charges the comedian with the guitar. The guitar comedian takes the guitar and hits the audience member right over the head and shatters the guitar and then tries to continue his act. <laughs> and then looks at the crowd, and the crowd's like, no, no, you can't continue. And he's like, what? He came on my stage. What the fuck? Come on. And he tried to do comedy again. I think he tried to play the broken guitar. I'm likable. I'm I'm a nice guy. I'm a... <laughs> I got parodies left. I got some songs I changed the words to. Oh, that's hilarious. All right, what else do we I don't want to play the same one twice here. Cherry Hill Chuck was the last one, right? 
Mm-hmm. All right, let's see who we got here. All right, Joe, I want a dead serious answer. If you had to smack one person in comedy or podcasting, who would it be? We're going to have to both answer that one. I love those guys. They don't even say their name. I just got one question. If you could commit murder, who would you murder? Ron, Ron, you're my lawyer here. I probably shouldn't answer that, right? That'll come back somewhere. Um, To be honest, I thought about this because I actually pre-screened that one. I remember hearing that earlier today. Uh, I'll answer it first. If I could slap... Did he say kill or just slap the shit out of somebody? Slap someone in comedy or podcasting? Um, It would be a comedy club. I'm not going to say who, but it would be a comedy club owner. It wouldn't be a podcaster. Like, I've had podcasters torture me in the past, but I don't really have any anger for those guys left. Like, that shit all went away. It, that That's nothing. But there's a couple of guys that, like, won't book me or you know those kind of guys that i just i would love to slap the shit out i'm not gonna say who they are exactly but there was one guy i used to work for him i would sell out the fucking place do really well it's a very italian area so i'd always sell great there right i think they just would see a vowel at the end of my name and they would buy tickets like that was that kind of city i'm not gonna say where it is it's in the u.s (laughs) it's not italy (laughs) and he just stop booking me and he just you know when a girl breaks up with you and they'll never tell you why like this guy ghosts me just stopped he would never get back to me he would never say why and i would just i'm one of those guys i won't let it go i will email people back go all right you're not booking me i get it but like why just tell me we're friends let i don't give a shit you're just another club tell me why what the fuck why are you not emailing me back and he still wouldn't get back to me so that's that's who i would slap that guy just walk up to him and go, what the fuck, dude? You know, he's smaller than me, too, so it's easy. That's what other people were saying. Will Smith, you know, wouldn't have done that. They always say, I wouldn't have done that if it was Joe Rogan. Yeah. Um, I would slap <laughs> Chris Rock just so I got mentioned in the same breath as Will Smith. Well, what about that funny Dave Chappelle story you have? He did something dicky to you. Did that make you want to kind of slap him for what he did? That was yeah. I, I, Tell people yeah. that one. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. Basically, he just tried to flirt with my girlfriend after my my. No, ex, on stage you say tried to fuck my girlfriend. That's what makes it funny. Yeah, he, my ex tried to fuck. I mean, he tried to fuck my ex in front of me after she introduced him to me. You know, she talked about him the night before they were hanging out. And he just like literally, you know, it was like I I, I complimented him. And then he was like, oh, really? OK. And then he goes over and like talks to my girlfriend. It's like, yo, you look so good in those tights right now. You know? And you could hear it. No, but he, he, I asked her what he said, and she told uh, me. Yes, Chappelle did. This this Nunez guy, I guess he missed the beginning of the story. Yes, this is Dave Chappelle he's talking about. And this is probably while he was married. It's definitely while married. he was married. But yeah, I, yeah. I think he has like a uh, an agreement. Speaking of agreements. Oh, he has one open, too? I don't think it's a fully open marriage, but I think there are certain things he's allowed to do, like the, like the girl who you hooked up, had the threesome with. Okay. Well, I know people out there that that's their like move to try to like cheat on their wife. They'll say that they have an open relationship when the, cause the girl will go, I know, I, I, I know 
I know your wife or whatever. I know your girlfriend. And they'll go, no, no, no. She's cool with it. We have an open relationship. I knew this guy used to say that. It was fucking, I know it was a bunch of shit. Damn. I'd have the know. greatest podcast ever if I was more like um, Kevin Brennan and I would just say the names. I'd have the <laughs> If I just said those three names, we'd have the most popular podcast in the country. <laughs> we just have clips. I, I have so much dirt on these people. And I don't realize it till I like get there. Um, yeah, but uh, is it worth it? Maybe. Yeah, no, it's not <laughs> worth it. It's not worth it to fucking, you know, no, 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 it's not. All right. Who else we got here? Hey, Joe, Matt from Outside Philly calling uh, regarding last night's Oscars. And uh, yeah, I'm still pretty pissed off about the whole thing, honestly. Uh, you know, I'll tell people if you rewatch the whole clip and watch the beginning when Chris tells the joke and Will Smith laughs at it, but the wife does not. Then all of a sudden, Will comes up, uh, knowing he got the, um, you ain't getting laid here tonight, boy, look from his wife, then went ahead and did what he did. Um, just a cowardly act, and, and what does that do to comedians? Like, you and Andrew, like, now you have to worry about everything you say, because now it's okay to go up and fight people in the face after a joke you don't like. It's just bizarre. And again, and if, if it wasn't Chris Walk, but Chris uh, Rock or someone else bigger, would he have been up there doing that? kind of doubt it so uh yeah it's probably last time i watched any Will Smith movies that's for sure uh anyway good hearing from you guys hope you're doing well and uh talk soon now this will make me sound like i'm some badass and i'm not i'm not a <laughs> fighter at all i don't think i've been in many fights in my lifetime but i don't and i don't know about you andrew i don't worry about someone coming up on stage and wanting to fight me on a joke because that happens I worry, and my dad used to say this to me when I started out, my dad used to come around me. I remember I lost my license when I was like one year into comedy. I got speeding tickets out the ass and I lost my license and my dad had to take me to gigs. And I used to just go off on people like, and my dad used to go, you better be careful. You might say the wrong thing to somebody sometime. And ever since he said that, like, I always thought, what you do got to worry is someone's going to pull a gun out and fucking shoot you like that. When especially like I was just in Florida and some guy did stand up and I, and he goes, what are you? One of those guys I got to swing first. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm at work right now. Like what? I'm not stopping work to fight you right now. It's not in my <laughs> job to fight the audience. If you want to <laughs> swing at me, it'll be, you can, I'm like having this, thank God for meds. You're, I'm having this level headed conversation. I'm not even angry. I'm like, you can, I mean, if you want to hit me, you'll probably go to jail right after that. So, you know, make a decision. <laughs> and he just left. Yeah. And then, uh, that's what somebody else wrote on my Facebook page. What they, they should have just left. He should have just grabbed his wife and left. And I went, I went along with it. And then as I was writing on Facebook, I went, oh, wait a second. <laughs> he has to find out if he wins the Oscar in 10 minutes. So I don't think he can <laughs> True, true. <laughs> Imagine that he left and he fucking fucking wins. I would. Was this? This was Will Smith's first Oscar, right? He's yeah, been waiting for this that. for forever. But uh, do you ever park your like sometimes when I do comedy and I and I have to drive there, like I'll park my car so I can leave quickly. Like I don't have to back out. You ever do that just in case they you got a mob chasing you? Well, it's funny that you say that, like not till I started opening for big guys and start, you start to do some of those like arenas, like 
Bill Burr and Artie Lang and Sebastian Maniscalco type gigs, and you start going to those places, you start realizing these guys are at the level where their car can go inside the venue. It literally has a garage door that opens. They're in the venue. They're backed up to the stage. So it's literally like, oh, thank you, good night, and they get right in the car, and they're fucking gone. Like, they don't even have to do any of that shit that a comedian has to do where I go stand by his merch table. No, someone else sells fucking Led Zeppelin shit. I mean, not that Led Zeppelin's together anymore, but, you know, <laughs> like, just I was yeah. like, oh, and I, and I just started, like, I was always a people person. I like talking to the people after my show. Mm -hmm. But like recently, we talked about it last week when I wore that stupid 80s outfit on stage and sprayed the cologne on stage down my pants and how cheap I felt. Yeah. I don't know. And I'm not doing I returned all those clothes, by the way. I'm never doing that shit again. <laughs> I sent it all back. But the one part about it that I liked is there was no way for me to go talk to the audience as they were leaving and, and to stand by my merch table because I had to change my clothes. And it was something nice about just going in the green room and not having to talk to anybody. And I, I remember working with Nick DiPaolo, and he used to say, that's how it's supposed to be. That's how it was back in the day. You didn't have to sit around and talk to the audience. You do your show, and you fucking leave. Like, And that's yeah. why those theaters have those ins and outs because they get mobbed you know those famous people so they got to get the fuck out of there yeah that's, that's the best all right we got two more messages here i want to play everybody's joe andrew ron poliquin doverlawoffice.com my craziest sex story was when i had a party and i was coming out of the party no i'm just kidding i'm not gonna do that um <laughs> will smith uh he's I think this is a indicator of something going on with his mental health. Think how crazy and audacious you have to be to be in the Oscars and get up and slap the host in front of everyone, especially when you're like up for awards and probably going to win. Uh, and what another thing I thought was kind of strange is like how everyone was consoling Will Smith rather than consoling the guy who got smacked, Chris Rock. But I think that indicates who the individual, you know, who the real has the real problem here, which is Will Smith. He obviously, for being somebody who's out of this world, like talent, um, has got something going on at this age. Because that's a really crazy thing to do. All right. If you want to hear about my crazy sex story, here it is. Uh, never mind. I'm out of time. You tease, Ron. You absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm sure there are mental health issues there. Um, well, who knows? Also, I mean, uh, everyone has mental. Have mental health problems. I'm sure. I'm sure it's a yeah. very high percent. It's probably more than comedians. <clears throat> yeah. That's I, I said that too in the interview. Well, no, I didn't in the pre-interview with that station. I said, you know, that's why he's such a great actor that because he has his emotions on his fingertips. And I said, that's why he got mad so easy, because those kind of people do well in the acting field. I remember this acting class, a couple of acting classes I was in. You would see certain girl, female actresses and male actors. I saw male actors fucking lose their shit. I had a guy get kicked out of my acting class once because he got pissed in the scene and you couldn't tell if it was real or fake. 
and the acting teacher kicked him out and we just never saw him he didn't even tell us he kicked him out he brought him outside to talk to him and then he just never came back wow. um, this this guy was doing a scene with a girl and he had like an apple and he just grabbed it off the table and he was like arguing with the girl in the scene and he was really in it and he fucking wung the apple like across the fucking room and it smashed against the wall and it hit this prop phone that must have cost a lot. It was like a special phone for theater that you could program to ring at certain times. Oh, that's and he cool. Kicked, he kicked that guy ass, kicked that guy out of class. And this is what's unique about the story and how it connects. And I don't know his name, but this same guy who got kicked out of the class had a huge part on uh, uh, Boardwalk Empire on hbo mm -hmm. he was one of the main four or five actors on the show and he was one guy in my acting class i'm like this guy's good because <laughs> right. you couldn't tell that when those people that you can't tell when they're real or fake yeah or like the girls some of the females would just start bawling their fucking eyes out like one second into the scene you're like how the fuck is she this emotional that easily yeah right you're like oh because she's fucking crazy yeah right Absolutely. She's had something terrible done to her, and it's very easy for her or or him to tap into it. So, um, maybe, maybe there is, maybe there is some dark shit in. Uh, I was just, Will I was Smith. just telling, telling Frankie because I really love acting. I was telling oh, her, I, I don't, I don't really want to do acting. That's that's drama. Like I want to do comedy or like sci-fi or like action, where it's like I don't have to go fucking crazy. Right. But I noticed what, maybe not now that I'm on meds, but yeah. when I wasn't and I had to like, I had to do scene, a scene or I was in something where I had to be fucking angry. It was so easy for me, <laughs> like to the point where I was scaring people. I remember when I did that stupid show in the hallway that people you could find it on YouTube. The Sal Governale did the show called show in the hallway for the Howard Stern show. And I had to play this cop who uh who thinks he's having sex with robin quivers but it's just some girl that looks like robin quivers that uh i give sal go the, the episode starts sal's pissing on a wall and i bust him and then i realize it's sal from the howard stern show and he realizes that i have a thing for uh robin quivers and he realizes he knows a hooker that looks like robin quivers so he hooks us up to get out of the, his ticket that i could squash his ticket if i get a date and i in the in the episode, I see the real Robin Quivers with this other guy, and I have to lose my shit in the scene and end up arresting her for being with an underage guy. And I remember doing the scene, walking down the street on like Bleecker Street, like like I had to be a drunk fucking lunatic, and I was like fucking, and I had to be pissed to the point where I was gonna kill this fucking guy for being with Robin. And I remember screaming on the street, and I in the middle of the scene, I look out of the corner of my eye and i see people that aren't in the you know it wasn't a pr project where they could shut the whole street down so we had to just do it in public and people were crossing the other side of the street they were fucking terror they were terrified <laughs> of me they were fucking like this guy's fucking crazy and i'm, I'm watching that tomorrow you yeah you got to see it dude it's fucking I, I i bang this girl in the ass in the show <laughs> And it's like, it's because of that, I don't think I can use it in an acting clip to get work. I'm oh, like yeah. doing it. You don't see, you know, you don't, I'm not really doing it. It's not like porn. <laughs> but uh, in the scene, I'm supposed to be banging this girl in the ass. It's fucking so ridiculous. But 
I still remember feeling great because Howard Stern gave me a compliment on the air and said my acting was good. I was like, I love him. That's all I oh, care yeah. about. Oh, yeah. But um, <clears throat> all right, we got we got one more one more call, and then I want to I want to play that montage to the uh, to Jerry Rowan's song. It's a big ending. Hey, Joe and Andrew, Chris Smashland Mass here. So chiming in on the Will Smith Chris Rock thing. Uh, a lot of similar things will probably be said, so I'll try and keep this concise. The, uh, you know, what Chris Rock did, I think that you could say is arguable whether or not he crossed the line. However, he's a comedian. I think in general, it wasn't all that bad. Uh, in fairness to Will Smith and in particular his wife, you know, it is a medical condition. I can understand why it would raise an eyebrow, but I, I don't think he, you know, I don't think he crossed the line to the point that warranted what happened. Will Smith, on the other hand, there's no argument there. He crossed the line. He committed a crime on public television, on national television, global television, was not disciplined in any way, was allowed to remain right where he was. And that's just wrong. Um, and I, I'll close with, uh, you know, a statement that uh, Richard Marks, the singer from the 80s and 90s, uh, he actually said something better than I could. So I'll just repeat it because you may not have seen it. Hey, professional comedians, be on notice. From now on, you need to make sure your jokes don't offend people, especially extremely attractive, famous, and exorbitantly wealthy people. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. Anyway, take care, guys. Peace. I uh, I, I heard that, that, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard that there was prior... Uh, talk between Chris Rock and Will Smith about him talking about his wife's alopecia. Say this again. You like I it. heard he maybe made a similar joke some other time and Will Smith talked to him about it. You because Yeah, that's funny that you said because I was going to ask you and and the listeners that are chiming in here because I still have not seen anything about Chris Rock saying Oh, I didn't know. Like, all you have to do is go for you to think, oh, he wasn't, you know, that out of line is say, I didn't know that she had that. I just did the joke. Or the other one is someone I had. a I, I know from when Chris Rock hosted the Oscars the first time Did he only do it once. Or he I do don't it know. Twice? I don't know. He might have done it twice. But I remember once he was in all the comedy clubs in New York City running his jokes that he was going to do for the opening monologue and he had his like five or six writers that are helping him write the monologue in the audience and they're taking notes oh that one worked that one needs to be tweaked oh that one's good that one isn't so someone might have wrote him that joke about her and and then he says it and he gets fucking punched in the face or slapped in the face so you wonder was he in the know that she had this disease? Because how many times do you ever make a joke or, or sometimes people, someone will come up to you in the audience, don't do, even though you don't have any jokes, don't do anything about mentally handicapped people because there's three mentally handicapped people in the front row. So don't. <laughs> the like, waitress right. is mentally handicapped. <laughs> yeah, you get that sometimes. Or you accidentally do some joke. That's the worst. I mean, I I had a joke trying to remember what it was it was something about child molestation which you shouldn't even you know probably shouldn't ever do jokes about it because there's a good chance someone in the crowd at every fucking show 
at in in today's times has been molested. It's like th- that's the numbers we're looking at and how crazy high they are, right? And I had a girl after the show, and it was just a random joke. It wasn't about her. You know what it was? This is this. It's a, probably a bad joke, but I'll tell. It. it was a Michael Jackson joke like a while ago, ten years ago, about um that people uh, when he died, and I said everybody was sad. You know, go oh, Michael Jackson died. Oh my God! I go to did they forget that he pretty much almost definitely molested kids? Why do they are just forgetting about that? And I go, it makes me think if Catholic priests could only moonwalk better, right? That was like the joke, right? Not that good, but like saying like <laughs> severe talent makes you ignore ignore that he might have did that, right? Um, so uh, I'm reading Ron's. Co- comment as i'm as i'm trying to talk here and stay on track what i'm trying to say here what the bring me back what the fuck was i just talking about um just kicked in just like offensive jokes jokes oh oh, so so i did that joke and this girl came up to me after and uh was crying but crying pissed, not like crying sad. How could you fucking do a joke about child molestation? I was molested. I was. And their fucking boyfriend was like this jack guy. And he was like, he was doing this. He was like flexing his fucking muscles at me. Right. And, and it's one of the, the beauties of being on an antidepressant for anger that if I don't get angry in the situation, like I don't want to fight the guy who's flexing at me. I just, no, if I say something to him, it won't be out of line, but I'm gonna, and it's going to make sense. <laughs> and no one else is going to think I'm an asshole for doing it. <laughs> but I said to the guy, <coughs> well, first of all, I was like, do you have to fuck? I go, you're re- really killing, <laughs> you're killing the merch business here. She was in the merch line fucking crying. I'm like, I would have rather her got mad at me in the showroom than right. after you know, I can't do anything yeah. now. And you're just fucking crying in line. This is terrible. And uh, the boyfriend's flexing at me. I look at him. I go, dude, I hope this doesn't bother you because this is every weekend for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> and he, I, I got him. It was like checkmate. He just had he didn't know what the fucking do. And he just walked away with her. Wow. Those awesome. are the ones I would get the most. I've had that happen a few times where it's like I, I make a girl cry and then the boyfriend or husband wants to kick my ass mm. but but never has never has no one's ever no one's ever swung at me and missed or anything. i've never had that so uh, i got another time i got to tell the story about how i got spit on by the open mic host and then i also had this joke it's a song i used to sing on stage called babies with adult genitalia <laughs> we'll, we'll talk we'll save that for another episode <laughs> you're just teasing it yeah <laughs> just teasing that one joe <laughs> how can you just tease that because we're already at an hour 15 you're all right and i want to play the closing video let's see let's see if it if it held i don't think it did i think i got it actually got to hit share to do this the stupid program this program can suck at times. It won't let you put videos that are a certain size or a certain length. Mm. And then you got, it's hard to explain. You guys don't care. All right. Will Smith montage. Yeah, there it is. All right. All right. Here it comes. 
the sun came up this morning. All right, I fucked it up. I want to start it over. Again. <laughs> I fucked it up. Oh, God. Let's start it from the beginning. You got to give a guy true credit, right? Here we go. When the sun came up this morning And she smiled a smile for me I felt it for the first time Something deep inside of me So you can take your midnight rambling boy Take your winding roads. She's living inside my heart now. She's living inside. Now there's an evenness about her. There's a softness in her way. But she gets me through those hard times We get closer every day And I know I'll never be alone now, boys Cause even if I'm far away She's living inside my heart now Living inside And I don't know what I did to <laughs> I love that. That was a great montage. I don't know I don't know what the moral leaning of the montage was. I have no idea what the montage was trying to say, but I enjoyed uh, it. Well, when I started making the montage, by the time when I was done, I was on Will Smith's side a little bit. I think when, mm -hmm. I, when I saw pictures of her with her head wrapped like she had cancer, and then she's showing that I don't know. I guess she has some sort of big scar on the top From of a her hair head. transplant. Is that what that is? That's what it looked like. Like she tried to do a transplant and it didn't take. Maybe. And but this. Thing, oh, I was just gonna say it's hard to feel bad for her when she looks so hot bald. I was going to say that, that that also hasn't been said, and, and it's like you wish you could go up to her. It's like the joke I do about girls feeling bad that had scoliosis growing up, and if I wish I could have told them that every boy still wants to fuck them. We're so yeah. horny. <laughs> yeah. Last week on stage, I said we would fuck just the brace. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. That's that so good. I go, I'm fucking hump the fuck out of that brace. I don't That's need so you That's so funny. It's um, like smelling... Oh. But Jada Pinkett, it's like you want to tell her. I, I almost think she looks better with her head. head she, I've never met a girl that looks better with no hair, but she looks fantastic. She's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's fine. Like, she she shouldn't have a complex about it. Like, but, and to end this episode also, and I, I, I always say I'm not, that's what my montage shows my personality. Like, I, I'm not... I'm not a funny podcaster. I just like to have try to have a provoking conversation about a subject. Not funny, but 
Um, if Will Smith would have went on, if he would have just let himself not get angry when Chris Rock said that and then hell, saved it for his fucking speech, mm. he would have been a fucking legend instead of an asshole. Like a lot of people think he's an asshole now. And it's something that I tweeted earlier today. I don't know if you saw it on my Twitter, but I said in the past 10 years, one thing I've learned is to never get mad at something that someone's trying to be funny. And I said, even, and I mentioned four things that were done to me where I got mad and it completely fucked me. Like Will Smith's lucky that he's famous and it won't fuck him. Cause if you were like, if you're like a me, you're just a little bit of a, like a, it, it fucked me every, and not even that in my life. I could think of a time, like a specific time. And I don't know if you have any of these. Did you ever get in a fight kind of because of a girl or you thought that you needed to defend an honor? Uh, Not to defend the woman's honor, but yeah, I've gotten in fights for, for girls kind of. Well, my worst one was uh, I um, I was dating this girl in high school. She was pretty hot. My friend was dating her even hotter friend. And we were at a bowling alley where white trash hangs out. There's a lot of fucking dudes there. And these dudes, there was like eight guys and they were saying shit to our girls just out loud. Like, oh, look at those tits. You got nice tits. And like they kept doing it to the girls we were with. And I pulled a mature move at first. I said, let's just leave. We don't need to be here. Let's, I don't even like bowling. Like, why are we here? And we, we just grabbed the two girls and we left. And then we got into the parking lot and my fucking anger kicked in. Kind of like, just like his did when he saw his wife make that face like, ooh. And then mm -hmm. his fucking anger kicked in. Something the girl did. She didn't say, how could you let him say that to me? She didn't even say that. For some reason, I thought she was thinking that. You know? So I go, fuck that. And for no reason. <laughs> on my own, I went, fuck that. And I went back in. And I went right up to the guy, the main guy that was saying it. And I go, you were father. And I said some shit to him. And he came right at me. And it was like a parent in two seconds. This guy fights. <laughs> this guy knew how to fight. And I had not a clue. And I threw a fucking kick, dude. Like, I went for his balls, which was stupid. If you're going to. And I missed. And I kicked him in, like, the fucking leg. He grabbed my, my leg, twisted me. And then went down on me and pushed me down to the ground. It was on top of me. And I had this leather jacket on that this girl bought me that I loved. It was brand new. And I didn't want to mess up the jacket. I, and I'm thinking like a suburb kid. I'm not tough. And I put my hands like this thinking, oh, he'll punch me a few times and stop. And I'll stop. He didn't fucking stop. He was pounding my fucking head for like five minutes before he got pulled off me. I got up. I had bruises all over the back behind my ears and all around my neck because I was like this. And he was just fucking hammering me. And all his friends got around so no one could break the fight up and got my ass kicked. And it was originally what I wanted to do a one-man show about, semi about mental health and about how every time in my life I've ever got pissed off, it amounted to something terrible. And whenever I laughed it off, something good happened. Like, it almost never only in sports can anger help you like if you're a boxer getting angry is good right? sometimes sometimes yeah. it's not though sometimes even in even in a fight 
in a professional fight that can make you like certain fighters they can use it to their advantage but other fighters it actually makes them worse it makes them it clouds their strategic thinking and their ability to listen to their coaches and follow the game plan yeah so, maybe if you're just a brawler angry's good but if you're a strategic really good boxer you need to be yeah you know, it's a lot of it's a chess match yeah that makes sense well, uh, I hope that uh, I hope that interview or I hope this podcast went well. I hope this was an interesting listen. I mean, I feel like I can't wait to not talk about this subject anymore. <laughs> I Fuck think this was a great episode. Honestly, I think this was our best one yet together. I think so, too. Um, and uh, I thank you guys for listening. We'll see if we have a last comment. And Andres Carew gave us. Oh, he gave us some sort of weird face. What does this mean? Oh, does that mean I'm? I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's a thinking yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, And let's see what uh Ron wrote. It was Kevin Hart who got slapped. Would have the rock would have the rock gotten up to defend? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. No. All I right. give it to, uh, to to end it. I mean, everybody's been saying this, but I give it to Chris Rock cuz if he would have That's where I used to get in trouble when I had my anger. When someone would say some shit from the crowd and I'd say more shit back to them, it was like throwing gas on the fire. Mm-hmm. Chris Rock was a pro, man. He didn't, he, he, and you knew he had something mean to say. Mm-hmm. He's Chris Rock. He probably could have said 50 things. He could have made up any, every bad movie that, every bad <laughs> movie that he was in probably would have fucking scrolled, right? You know, cause he's got the mic. What the hell's, what's will smith can be able to say but he's gonna have to fight you know it would have been ugly dude he could have ended his career will smith if he would have said or i mean uh chris rock if he would have lit up the situation said some nasty shit she just did nothing yeah he let let him hang himself it was perfect yeah all right everybody i don't know if i have ending music i didn't even think about that i don't have ending music (laughs) living inside my heart let's see we'll end with uh we'll end with this we'll end with this uh let's go to the band the brand the countdown the take three video intro take three let's just end with it we'll end with the beginning yeah (laughs) well thank you guys this was a fun episode man keep keep listening what plugs you got there just uh i got i got shows all week i got a show at qed saturday at 3 p.m <laughs> really nice headlining show oh yeah and then tomorrow at uh pink's cantina in manhattan at 8 p.m and uh yeah i don't know just follow me on instagram to see all my shows at andrew steiner go follow him at andrew steiner uh i just got a gig last minute I just got it today for this Saturday. I'll be at McGuire's in Long Island. Nice. McGuire's in Bohemia, Long Island. Go to JoeMatteris.com for tickets to that. And then the big April 23rd show is coming up uh, at City Winery in Philadelphia. I'm doing my one-man show, JoeMatteris.com, for those tickets. All my shows are on JoeMatteris.com. I just got a bunch of them. They're all up there. Go check it out. It'll be all over Pennsylvania, New York, and New Jersey in the next like four months so check out the dates